Please silence your cell phones within the library. Hello and welcome to Library Binary, a mini bite, a shorter podcast from outside the library. I'm your host and technology trainer, Anne. And I'm your host and fellow technology trainer, Elise. This is another one of our mini bite episodes. So these are coming out more regularly than our previous monthly format, and they're a little bit shorter in length, too. If you have something you'd like us to cover or you have a question or comment, please do not hesitate to contact us on Twitter at Library Binary or send us an email to librarybinary at heightslibrary.org. Okay, so this week, I guess, we are going to do a little refresher on fake news and reliable sources. Um, yep. This is a weird time because usually you would have time when like a piece of news comes out to go do other things like other parts of life. Right. There's just so much news coming out in a given news cycle. And for a lot of us, we are kind of like glued to Twitter or glued to the TV or glued to wherever you get your news because there may not be a ton that you're able to do right now otherwise. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to do a refresher. If you would like a longer, more in-depth talk about fake news, reliable news sourcing, and all that kind of stuff. We do have a full-length episode from our previous format, which is called Emotional Response, and that is available um, still. So go listen to that if you want like a really in-depth talk about what you should be doing. This is just like a highlights reel. Just to just a review as you're like seeing things on social media, especially to take a step back and think about where you're getting this information or where this information's coming from, because that's one of the biggest things is where is this information originating from? Yeah. Um, so the first one and kind of kicked it off is saying, of course, check where the news is coming from. So if you see a story, check who made the article. Um, There's been a couple of things I've personally seen on social media where like the headlines and then that first paragraph, like byline kind of area. I was like, what? Who? That can't be. And then of course I checked the news site and I'm like, oh, it's one of those super unreliable things or it's the onion or something. Right. The onion, which has been scarily accurate throughout all of this. Um, But another thing to consider with the news source is one thing I've seen a lot on especially like Twitter and Facebook is kind of not sourcing information, just saying Mm -hmm. like whatever happened or so-and-so said this. So don't necessarily trust that. Um, I always, if I see that, if it seems, especially if it seems out of the ordinary, but it's even a good practice if it does seem kind of like a standard quote or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, look for other sources, like see, is this taken out of context or is this, does this come from a reliable source again? Yeah. So there was something I read uh, the other day and it was something like specifically about numbers jumping in a particular state after something happened. And then I like went onto John Hopkins website Right. Um, that's tracking the known cases. And I was like, well, those numbers don't match up and there's no right. other 
like news source reporting on this jump. So um, I'm guessing that this is some kind of like made up thing. Um, so of course you have to cross-reference. Now that is difficult when we're talking about um, some of the sort of like medical understandings that are right. coming out right now. Um, I am going to link a video on the Twitter page um, that is from a show called Adam Ruins Everything. It's a pretty good show. I think it was on the True, is on the True Network. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. It's uh, based off a skit by a guy who used to be part of uh, College Humor, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But it's a good show because it talks about like preconceived notions and then like breaks it down. And um, the clip I'm going to be attaching is about scientific studies and how um, one big part of scientific studies is the results have to be reproducible. Somebody else has to be able to conduct the same study and get the same results. Otherwise, they're not really scientifically proven. Right, right. And so right now, we're in an interesting time where there's a drive and a desire for scientific results with this um, pandemic, but there's no fast way for us to get the kind of results we want. We might be getting some first round studies, um, but as the clip illustrates, um, there's been a lot of studies that like do a huge thing, even have a huge sample number, have the correct kind of processes, and then no one else is ever able to reproduce their results. So that means that they were like, you know, there was something else that was part of that study that affected the results because if nobody right. else can get it to happen, then they're not real as far as scientific understanding is concerned. Right. So right. We want to just be hesitant to like jump on any kind of big train about any particular scientific understanding right now, because it's so hard for it to be reliable at this exact moment. And keep in mind that we've really only identified this particular virus, this particular pandemic since like late 2019, like December 2019. Yeah. So this has all happened extremely quickly. And like you were mentioning, science takes time. Like mm -hmm. it takes time to put together all of these different studies and have time to see results or interpret results. Mm -hmm. um, so in our previous episode talking about this, we did talk about some debunking tools. Um, I can link them again on the Twitter, but I highly suggest checking your debunking tools when things are happening. Uh, check the truthometer, check all sides. Um, check, check Snopes. Check Snopes. Especially um, for social media stuff. A lot of the social media stuff right now, you like kind of need Snopes. Um, and then a fun sort of addition is we previously talked about the media bias um, chart made by AdFont. Um, they have a 2019 version. I'm going to link that in the Twitter page as well. I have a lot mm -hmm. of things to link. There's <laughs> going to be a big Twitter thread for this episode. Yeah, big Twitter thread. Um, so 
that new updated version is actually interactive. So you can click on it, you can look around. Um, you can actually, actually zoom in and see things <laughs> instead of like squinting. Yeah, they've, they've done an interesting job of you can click on a particular media outlet and it will actually show you how they've plotted the data. So you can mm -hmm. see that like, while a particular media outlet might be graded in a, a certain location, their news articles might go in different directions as well. So it's right. kind of right. a scatter plot graph, but it's interesting. I had a lot of fun clicking through that and it made me feel better, um, at least to a point. And then sort of final bit on our wrap up here is I hope I'm not speaking directly to anybody who listens to our podcast, but I just want to make this as a general reminder. You should never ingest something that is not food grade or is not labeled to be consumed. Um, I know there's been an increase in um, sort of like essential oil toxicity cases as mm -hmm. things have as well as other things being ingested yeah as well as other things being ingested but there's there's a very big difference in between like food grade items and non-food grade items um this is going to be like a did you know that you can buy food grade lavender versus like non-food grade lavender that makes sense yeah like it but, makes sense yeah so you I mean, because people do use lavender in particular types of baking and um, I, there's a lavender ice cream I've had that's quite delicious. Um, I think it was Jenny's. That sounds like a Jenny's flavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really good. And um, one time my friend was doing a like, let's all make our own like lavender oil. And she was like, well, I specifically bought food grade because I'm going to bake with some of the excess. Right. Um, right. So that's just an example, but there's a lot of chemicals and other things out there right now that certain sources are claiming you should be ingesting or applying topically. And there's a very good reason things are in certain aisles at the store. And there's a very good reason that a lot of these items have like warning labels telling you not to apply directly to skin or ingest. Um, so that just, I want to make that as a reminder. And, you know, if there's anybody in your life who you think might be on the fence about doing some of those things, maybe go talk to them and, and give them some of those debunking sources. Yeah. Give them some of those sources because we, we all want to come out of this as healthy as we can. Right. Alrighty. So, um, anything else on our refresher? I don't think so. Nope. Yeah, check your sources, read past your headlines, see if you can confirm it, check your debunking tools. Make sure it's not an onion article. Make, or a reductress article. They've gotten me a couple of times. Yep, yep. I adore them both. They're both very funny. But every now and then I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh. Yep, and science takes time. Science takes time. There's... There will be answers and they will be coming. They just might not be coming at a speed with which you will be pleased. Yep. Be coming. So just take a deep breath and scream into a pillow. That's my advice. Yeah. All right. So our free items for the week. 
So we mentioned Coursera as one of our sources for learning at home last time, um, but I also discovered that they are offering a large number of um, courses where you can get certificates. So hmm. it's basically the equivalent of you know, getting a grade from a class. It's certifying that you took this class, you understand the content, it's something that you can then put on a resume or, you know, give to a potential employer. So there are a lot of interesting ones, some of them probably, so there are a wide variety of classes from all sorts of big schools, places like Penn, Georgia Tech, Johns Hopkins, um, Duke, and it's a wide variety of things like, looking at this list, what do I want to look say. Um, C++, for example, so something mm -hmm. that is very practical, it's a programming language, you might use that a lot with a job. There's also dog emotion and cognition, which maybe I need to take. I would say just from what I know about our extremely anxious mascot is yes. that that might be a worthwhile endeavor for you. Yeah, possibly. There are also things like introduction to personal branding. So if you're looking to maybe move into freelance um, in the future, you can certainly do that. There's a how to write a resume. That Ooh. could be relevant. Disaster preparedness, epidemics, pandemics, and outbreaks. And one of my personal favorites, the truth about cats and dogs from the University of Edinburgh. I want to know what that is. So do um, I. I, I'm guessing it's not what I think it is, or if it is, it goes deeper. I would. We hope. can find out and get a free certificate from Coursera. I'd like to have a certificate that says I attended a class from the University of Edinburgh, just to have that. Yeah, exactly. All right. There's then, uh, yeah, there's fashion as design from uh, the Museum of Modern Art too. I think ooh. we might have mentioned that last week too. That was, yeah, they had it on their, um, on their site, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then something very similar, but a lot closer to home. Uh, Tri-C has started to offer a bunch of uh, webinars that are completely free to watch. Um, they've got a pretty robust list of items. A lot of them are targeted a bit more towards what's going on right now. Um, yeah. So, so like managing teams remotely and stuff like that um but yeah that's pretty cool they had like another one on stress management or something like that um but you can get a really cool webinar from a professional from our local community college here in cleveland for free yay free things yay free things because we all know yeah. how tight everybody's checkbooks are these last couple of months yeah. And one thing to note as well that I came across, we mentioned HBO. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the HBO content was free. It looks like that free portion is ending at the end of April. So okay. that is Thursday. So when this podcast comes out, you've got like a couple of days to try and binge your way through the rest of HBO stuff that you're watching. Mm, okay. Interesting. Good to know. Good to know. Alrighty. Well, anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and at least six feet apart, which this week is at least one moose. 
I haven't come across many moose in my life, but I know that they're very large. So one moose. One Big moose. moose. Just a single massive moose. So yes. there should be a moose between you and I. Exactly. And remember, if you don't know your password, we won't either. Goodbye. Goodbye.